Hi, my name is Carmen, and I am an early childhood special education teacher, a life and ADHD coach, and I'm the host of this podcast, Authentically ADHD. I created this podcast to help anyone wondering if they have ADHD, people who have been diagnosed for a while and want some more support and community. I'm here to bring you the latest research on ADHD and neurodiversities while we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of ADHD. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, my friend, and welcome back to the podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome to the tribe, my friend. I just wanted to take a few minutes to thank you all for following, listening, and rating my show. This podcast is one of the only things that I've managed to stick with for over a year and a half now, and we now have over 100 followers and listeners. I appreciate you so much. I do this for you, so again, thank you for being one of my listeners, And I just, I appreciate you just so much. I'm giving you a virtual hug right now. All right, so on to today's content. Today's topic kind of goes along with my recent series of overwhelm because we tend to struggle with feeling behind in life or always rushing to catch up. Do you feel that way? Because I definitely do sometimes. Keeping up with daily life is a struggle for those with ADHD for a few key reasons. I went back to my research about time perception and ADHD, and we're going to talk about that perpetual thought of being behind in life, like kind of in general, and some of the societal expectations that are uh, the groundwork of us feeling like we're behind or not enough or whatever that flavor of thought is for you. Society is built for typically developing brains, and we don't have typically developing brains. ADHD is a neurodevelopmental disorder. And did you know that in ADHD brains, we are unable to feel the sense of passing time? Like maybe it's been an hour, but it feels to you like it's only been five minutes. It just doesn't develop what is an hour feels like five minutes in your brain unless you're bored uninterested etc then it's unfortunately the opposite but us as ADHDers we just never developed the part of the brain that feels time passing like our typically developing peers not fair right like that's what I thought the first time I learned this This fact is where the term time blindness comes from. For the ADHD, time is one of two things, now and not now, or now and later. When you say, be ready in one hour, um, our brain doesn't register that as like, I better start now. We sometimes like believe that we can bend time to fit our own schedule. This is part of living in fantasy that we need to stop doing. We need to live in reality. Because this just ends up 
that we end up being behind or late and usually this agitates our emotional regulation. So now we're dysregulated and late. And most likely we have to come up with some kind of excuse, most of the time being a lie of why we're late. According to Dr. Russell Berkeley and Dr. Russell Ramsey in their books um, on ADHD, we are time blind. We have trouble organizing tasks across a time continuum appropriately because of our deficient prefrontal cortex and the executive functions that are housed there. We have trouble with time, organization, planning, prioritization, decision making, impulsivity, task initiation, task follow through, cognitive flexibility, and self-regulation including emotional regulation and sensory input and overload. We have a hyperactive and dysregulated mind and nervous system, and we also have an interest-based nervous system. It's no wonder we always feel like we are trying to catch up with life. I mean, it makes sense. Think about how much you do in a day, or how much of that is task, or how much of it is task switching. Transitions are also difficult whether you're in a small transition from task to task or a bigger transition like moving homes. It takes a mental toll on us. It also takes more of a mental toll when we do the thing that we aren't supposed to do but we do it anyway and we heap a bunch of shame on top. We tend to do that because we think we should be different. I invite you, my friend, to understand that you are not broken, you do not need to be fixed, and we don't need to add shame to all these things that already make us feel pretty shitty. So please, please stop. I'm begging you to look at your self-talk and make it a bit nicer. Talk to yourself a little more kindly each day, and things won't seem as bad, because they aren't. Things always seem worse than they actually are because of our brain's dumb negativity bias that wants to pay attention to all the bad and not the good. Think about it. Are you more likely to leave a review on something that you thought was going to be good but absolutely sucked or something that's amazing? Which one are you going to leave a review on? Usually it's the thing that sucked. As humans, that's just something that our brains bias towards. We don't have much control over that part. And the human brain is so incredibly powerful that when you think a thought such as, I'm always late or I'm always running behind, your brain will immediately go to work to prove that thought true. This leads me into another mindset of being behind, and this is usually, not all the time, but usually, um, coincides when we're diagnosed later in life, and that is just the feeling of being behind in life. When I was diagnosed at age 24, which is actually early for women, yeah, I learned that the median age for women to get diagnosed with ADHD is like 32 or something, which is what age I am now. I've almost been diagnosed for 10 years, and it's still something I work on. I work on my ADHD, my mindset, every day. A lot of times, because of our deficient prefrontal cortex, 
our inability to self-regulate combined with what the neurotypical expectation is of life in a neurotypical world, achievements such as getting married, graduating college, getting a house, having children, building a career, etc., etc. Wherever we are in life, we think that we are behind because we are comparing ourselves to our neurotypical peers. Now, I just want to go into neurodivergence really quick. Being neurodiverse does not mean that you have to have ADHD or autism. You can have generalized anxiety disorder, depression, uh, PTSD. You can have anything that affects the brain and makes it different is a neurodiversity, okay? So... That's, that's what neurodiversity is. So that affects all people who are neurodiverse trying to live in a neurotypical world. So we think the thought, I'm so behind, and then like I said, your brain is going to go to work to find all of the quote-unquote facts that prove that thought true. Then we feel behind, then we spiral into shame, disappointment, and or grief. It may be a different emotion or a different thought for you, but this is usually the type of trail it leads down. Does this sound familiar? Is there a thought you can think of that sounds like I'm behind? Because this is an automatic thing that just happens so fast in our bodies that we don't really notice it until we feel the strong emotion of shame that we ourselves have pretty much trained our brain to do and then it becomes a part of our lives always feeling behind in life in what you're trying to accomplish and then as you grow if you don't try to change this thought or thought pattern you will always feel perpetually behind and that thought I'm behind creates emotions such as overwhelm shame disappointment I have even found myself feeling disgusted by the state of my life. But I have a question for you that my coach asks. She asks it quite a bit, and it's one of my favorites. How is this working out for you? Is it working? Usually the answer is no. I mean, if shaming and berating yourself is working, it won't work long term. And even if it does, it's not healthy or useful in the long term. But I do have some great news. I do. Hey, ADHD here. Are you looking for more support with your brain? Do you crave community with people who understand you? You should really check out Focused, the group coaching program I am a part of that is for adults with ADHD. It's made and run by none other than Kristen Carter of the I Have ADHD podcast. I've grown so much by being in this program, using the tools, and being in the community for over a year now. If you use the link in my show notes, we both save money on this or next month's um, cost. So I think it's worth it.
go check it out at IHaveADHD.com slash focused. Speaking of extra supports, I just wanted to tell you all that I've updated my Patreon page to include all of the resources that I've really ever made to be held in one place. Just head to my show notes. Um, The VIP members do get a little extra, um, but you can also purchase like my brand new ultimate ADHD journal and planner, which I've been using for the past year that has worked. Um, nothing is priced over $10 and everything is at least 50 to hundred pages that you can download and print. You can get it to bind it and sent to you, or you can just read it off your screen and use notebook paper. So if you want or need any type of that kind of extra support, just head to my show notes and click the Patreon link to join. I hope to see you in there. I do. I have some good news. In the latest research on the brain, it tells us that we can change and rewire our brains at any point in life. Yes, you heard me right. It doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter how much life you have done. It takes time and intentional practice, but we can change our brains. You want to know how I know? I've done it. I've rewired my brain in two major areas. One, being in wellness and working out daily. And the other is talking to myself in a kind way. Now, it took me about a year to do both. I made working out a daily routine by intentionally thinking about how great I feel after the workout. Are there still days I don't want to get up and work out? Um, duh. But I only listen if my body is telling me I need a break. This coincides with the fact that I have improved my self-talk immensely. I started by just catching myself every time I called myself a moron or a dumbass or how could you do that again? I thought I was useless, annoying, a dumb girl, all these things that don't apply. They aren't helpful, kind, or really they don't do anything for me but make me feel terrible about myself. So every time I would catch myself and I would have to say out loud, stop it. Carmen, we are not speaking to ourselves like this anymore. It's not useful. I am not going to add to whatever issue I'm having by calling myself names, shaming, and berating myself. It's also useful to have something to call yourself instead. So instead of calling myself annoying, a moron, or dumb, I will just do what my preschoolers do. And I'm like, oh, silly me. I was doing this instead of that. Let me get back on track. Silly ADHD. There it is, showing up again. I think I learned this from one of the self-help books that I've read. I've read so many that I could probably do a whole episode on all of the books that I have read um, for self-help, but I digress. Neuroplasticity is the scientific term that describes the fact that the brain can change over time. 
It's like a muscle. You can grow it. You can change it to be different. The great news here is that you are not destined to stay in the spot of your life that you think you can't get out of. I have even more good news and a few tips, but I want you to remember that consistency is not the key here. Because all of this takes a lot of time and ADHDers are not great with consistency, give yourself grace. Give yourself the grace of the time to learn it, to relearn, to unlearn, and rewire yourself. The key is persistence. You have ADHD. You will forget. You will be impulsive. You will fail. But there is no success without failure. As long as you're willing to keep getting back up and getting back on track and trying again, trying differently, trying harder, whatever it is, you will see success. So are you ready for more good news? You are not behind. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. You are not behind. You want to know why? Because I'm behind is a judgment. It's a thought, not a fact. I know your brain is bringing up all the evidence saying that you are behind because it has years worth of evidence to prove that thought true. Okay? That that's kind of what happens. And then if you're a long-time listener, you know that thoughts are kind of automatic. <clears throat> a situation happens, we have thoughts that are pretty much automatic, which trigger an emotion, maybe a couple emotions, and that emotion fuels our actions or inaction, which in turn gives us our results. Here are some examples of thoughts that we automatically think when we believe we are behind. I never have enough time. It's too late for me. I suck at time management. I can never get anything done on time. I never do anything right, etc., etc., etc. I invite you to add your own thoughts that come up as I read those. What are your flavor of thoughts around time and being behind? Now, tell me, when you think that thought, what emotion does it bring up in your body? Usually the emotion is shame guilt and or disappointment and those emotions almost always fuel us to spin procrastinate and hide now i want you to think about time and your ability to manage your mind within the concept of time because i have a whole episode on time and time blindness and it explains that we cannot manage time we cannot manipulate it we can only manage what's in our control so we can only manage our mind within the concept of time. If you think things like, I never have enough time, I hate time, etc., etc., you will create results in which those thoughts will prove to be true and you won't have enough time. You'll never have enough time. It's your mindset about time that you need to focus on and making that time super visible. Like I said, with planners, journals, I do a weekly reflection of my executive functions, which is included in the planner that I talked about that's on Patreon. 
Um, we need to make time visible with clocks, planners, alarms, and so on. We have to make our brains external. Our brains are meant for two purposes, to stay alive and to problem solve while staying alive. And it's so much harder for our brains to do that when we are trying to hold all the to-dos, thoughts, emotions, shoulds, etc., etc., etc. Get it out of your brain, please. I do want to recap here because we did go over a lot today. So, situations trigger thoughts and emotions fuel our actions. ADHDers never develop a perception of passing time, which is one of the reasons why we need to make time visible. I'm behind is just a thought, not a fact. And through neuroplasticity, you can change your brain with practice, intentionally, and persistence. And last, we need to externalize our brains because there's so much going on up there that we just, we need to get it out. Again, I also invite you to start noticing when you aren't talking to yourself as nicely as you'd like to be and just catch it every time you do. Maybe tally how many times you call yourself a mean name or something like that and see if you can start to change that about yourself. All right, my friends, I know that this has been kind of a choppy episode, but it was one I felt really needed to be put out there before the new year. I hope that it helped you, and I hope that you have a wonderful celebration of the new year with your friends and family. Stay authentic, and we will talk soon.